Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hello? Hello? Are you finally ready, bitch? (sighs) Whatever. I am in a mood today. I'm over it and I'm upset already. Like at the all out of the game. Oh well, you better fix your fucking mood. Fix your fucking mood, bitch, because this is your motherfucking job. And niggas that show up to their job mad, that's not everybody's problem. When you show up to your job and you mad, it's not your coworkers' problem. That's needs. That's your. You need to fix yourself. It's not our responsibility to make you happy, nigga. Yeah. Anyway, I once had a whole conversation with you about showing up to work with pepper, attitude problems. Balsamic vinegar. I once had a whole conversation with you about showing up to work with attitude problem. It turned into a whole episode. I was like, well, we, the ball is we, in your court. Can we also run back all the clips of Monet showing up to work with a nasty-ass attitude? Run those clips. <laughs> can we show the clips of Bob coming to work with a nasty attitude and not getting to a nice attitude until I'm crying, sad, or upset? Can we run those tapes? Yeah, and, and I, if you could spill the The one about crying is literally that. First of all, I wasn't in a bad attitude that day. I was actually in a great attitude that day. I, I never thought I was in a bad attitude that day. <laughs> The listeners and the viewers would like to have a word. Bob, you were, you said you were in a bad attitude because you had just woke up and whatever. And then not until I started crying, did you start to laugh and enjoy yourself? Oh, maybe, maybe that happened. So can you produce some fucking tears so I can can have some fucking um, serotonin? It's a wig. It's a wig. What, what is what is going on? What are you up to? What, what, what is the wig reveal? The hat change? What is happening? Wow, this is this is how I live my life. You act like you act like it is weird for me to come on this podcast and have a wig and 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 and, and stuff on. I didn't say I didn't say having a wig was weird. I said what's up with like the wig and the change and the the wig change. That that's the strange part. I've never. You think that I think Monet change wearing a wig is strange, bitch. You think you think I think it is weird for you to be in a full face with a wig on? 
Well, you acting like you are. You acting brand new, son. Anyway, but, you know what? Let's but asking, like, what, what, shift what's our with the, energies. What's with, the, with the wig change? Let's shift our energies and our perspective and Nigga, our shift and let's really evaluate shift what we're your energy. And, I, and I'll do my energy, but I won't do my energy. We we don't have a group energy. I got my energy. You got your energy. Also, the way that you, the way you're sitting right here when you lean your head back enough, you can't see that little space in the hat. So it looks like you have your little toupee on again. It is a, it is a I put your toupee on. I was like, "Did you?" If you don't know, Bob is quarantined in a in a room in a hotel, in a hotel in, New York, in New York. So I was like, "Did this nigga take his quarantine time and install the wig himself?" I said, "This is crazy." I'm in a bad mood. I just got into like not an argument with my mom, but like a discussion with my mom, and I was like, "Oh my god, this woman is exhausting me." And I also have coronavirus. I have a cold sore on my lip. I'm fucking tired. I'm, I'm like, this shit is. Ex- Exhausting. Oh, baby. My mom, oh, my mom baby. really when, she, when my mom calls me, she really expects me to hang up on quit doing everything. Like, I don't care what I'm doing. Martha Cole really expects me to like hang up on people, walk out of gigs, um, leave rooms to have a 40 minute conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, my mom cannot have a quick for a conversation. Yeah, well, I, I, so my, mom, my mom called. First of all, when they does this thing, this is so annoying that you do this. By the way, when you're on the phone, how Monet, is it me? When we're on the phone, with Monet, instead of Monet being like, "Hey, <laughs> hold on one second, Monet will just vanish off the face of the earth. Okay. So I was talking to Monet. I was like, "Monet, hello, Monet, Monet, <laughs> Monet." Monet just leaves. Doesn't say. Anything, I said, just, "Hold on." I said, "Hold on." But I didn't hear that. We were talking. Normally, I say, "Hold on," like I'll, I'll get a confirmation that someone heard it. So when they just left, talked to somebody named Brian. I don't even know who Brian is. Who's Brian? Yes, you do. Brian. Brian works at your management company. That oh. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know his name is Brian. Bro, no, Brian. Mike. His name is Brian. Um. So. Then I called my mom call, but I didn't know Monet was gone. So my mom, my, my mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm talking to Monet. She goes, well, I'm sure Monet would hang up and talk to her mom. And I was like, oh, my God. That's one. That's definitely. Monet wouldn't even answer, for starters. <laughs> um, but then she's like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. So then I switched back. Monet's gone. So I called my mom back. And she's like, you didn't have to hang up with Monet to talk to me. I was like, oh, my God. This woman is playing my games. <laughs> And then she was like, I told her I had Corona. I was like, well, I have COVID. You need to go get a booster. Please get a booster shot. And she's like, well, I'm at, I don't be around nobody. I said, but people at home be around people. You have to get a booster shot. And then I told her I had COVID. And she was like, why didn't you call me the minute you found you had COVID? I was like, because I was trying to deal with having COVID. And I was sick. And she said, like, well, you need to you need to call me. Like, the moment you know. My mom wants me to call her. Like, when I stub a toe, she wants me to call her before I call the, the, the hospital. Okay, oh, so you call hospitals because because you because you got because you got health insurance. Wow, not Bob making fun of people that don't have health insurance that can't get the help they need. Wow, <laughs> doesn't even make sense. And I have I have by the way I have, I have coverage California. I have I have Kaiser Permanente. I don't have uh, some fancy schmancy <laughs> health. I have Kaiser. I be at Kaiser with everybody. Bitch, I don't have any health insurance. I don't have any. I I missed the deadline to to register again. I don't have any health insurance. I pay out of pocket to go to the doctor. Why don't you get health insurance? Cause I just missed the deadline. I missed the date. I missed the date. Oh now, oh somebody's in the mood. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, I see we're shifting energies, as when I said, shifting energies, honey. <laughs> we're converging, Bob. We are converging. We're becoming one. Um, well, I'm sorry that you have coronavirus and that you have to quarantine in New York. I'm sorry all your gigs have to get canceled. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm but, happy you're getting beep, healthy. Bop, getting beep, bop, bore. Now you're spreading. I did not cancel all of my gigs. <laughs> This is, you were acting oh my wild. God. The ones for your trip. The ones Monet's, for your trip. Monet's like, sorry, your tour is canceled. I'm so sorry, your tour is canceled. I did. I did not say sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, your career is over. Sorry, you're done. <laughs> That's literally what you say. Sorry, you're quitting drag. Whoa, whoa, beat by Bort, bitch. Speak for yourself. Hey, In case anyone is wondering, I am wearing. I'm wearing Bomo Beauty on my eyes with with a little Liz cosmetic cosmetic glitter, but the purple that you see is Bomo Beauty. Oh, and I am. Well, I have. I woke up and showered and put on the exact same clothes I was wearing before I showered. Laid back, laid back in my bed, answered <laughs> emails and played video games. I'm also starting to wonder. I think I have like neck rolls. Every time you get on here, you look for a different problem to have. You don't have neck rolls. You don't have neck rolls. I think I have neck rolls. Oh my god! I, I think okay. This is what I'm thinking about getting: Botox, filler under my eyes, and liposuction on this part of my face. Oh my god, Roberta! Can I help um, rehabilitate you back to civilization, to society? If you want to, I mean, I, I'd appreciate that. Um, but would yeah. you do the same for me if I had any? If I had like uh, any surgery, would you do the same for me? If you'd have a surgery, I don't think I would have the gusto or the energy to come take care of you. I don't have what it takes. I don't have the the emotional fortitude to do that. <laughs> I would not. I would not do that not for the you. Fortitude. You have a partner named Andy who, who can take care of all that stuff for you. <laughs> um, today's sibling advisory Bob do we want to start giving people some advisory uh, today advisory yeah Bob you want to see what I well, no I'll send it to you send what to me directly what I wore are today doing, are we doing super secret uh, super secret uh, are we doing super no, secret no it's not uh, out yet and it's a whole thing what is it for but why did you why did you bring up secrets from the podcast? Why do you do this? Why do you make a big thing about the secrets I bring up? I'm like, oh, oh, here go Monet. They can always edit because, it out. But you like, oh, Monet got a secret project. Well, I think as a listener, it's annoying. This is very beautiful. I think you should post it on the page. I think you should post this on the Patreon. I think you should let them see a little sneak peek of this outfit. I can't do that. I maybe mean, I'll do it the week leading up to it, but it's not coming out for a little a long time now. I don't know what this, I thought this was, this was for the pit stop. I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> because you haven't told me. I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at. <laughs> I genuinely, I genuinely don't know what this is for. <laughs> I, I'm not doing the thing. I literally, I'm just looking at an outfit. You standing in an elevator or, 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 or in the corner of a Buffalo Wild Wings uh, with this outfit on. <laughs> Can you describe the outfit for our listeners? <laughs> that isn't like a restaurant. It looks, it looks like the corner of a restaurant, don't it? When you get when <laughs> Buffalo Monet is standing. She is. I can I describe not. the outfit? Are you comfortable with me describing the outfit? Oh yeah, you can describe it. 
Um, Monet, clearly her biggest inspiration was Rosé, obviously, with this silhouette. Um, Rosé? <laughs> Rosé would wear this down. Also, I'm assuming this is Domino. It is Domino. Yeah, yeah. Round round one. Um, it looks like a gunmetal. <laughs> it looks like sort of a gunmetal. It's either like grayish brown. Um, and it's no, it's it, it also, olive green. I'm colorblind, so we're not gonna we're not gonna um, we're not gonna be ableist. Um, I'm not and me. and Monet is it, it, it kind of has like a one division top to it. You know the way one division hats look. That's how the titties look. Like the the bust, and then there's like a, a skin section. There's like a leotard, and there's like some um, leggings that have like the stirrups, but they're not actually attached to the leotard, and they're gloves attached to the uh, bottom. It looks very lovely, very very beautiful. Thank you. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can live out your MasterChef dreams. When you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Apartments.com has helped millions of renters and could help you find your perfect place. Yep, I know perfect is a very tall order. I know, okay? But if you're looking for an apartment or a condo or a townhome or a townhouse even, Apartments.com has all the right tools to help you find it. Use filters and saved searches to narrow down rental listings and find exactly the place for you. You can even set up alerts to get notified as places become available. So, fashionistas, get your closet spaces ready, darling. Or an in-unit washer and dryer? My God. God, sun lovers, we can help you find as much natural light as your spirit and your little heart desires. If you're working from home, you can have an area for your home office, an extra bathroom, a balcony, central heating and air, or a dishwasher in the kit. Girl, whatever happens to be right for you, this is the place to find it. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. All right, here's our first question. Hey, Baba None. I recently got into a new poly relationship with a guy who started dating this girl a few weeks before me. It's her first poly relationship and she really seems to be struggling with jealousy and just constantly comparing the amount of time he'll spend with me versus her. Her jealousy culminates in fights between the two of them and I've never been the jealous type, but now it feels like I'm being dragged into her emotions. My boyfriend says she's trying to unlearn what society has taught her about monogamy. But my question is, do you think you can become poly? Oh, this is your wheelhouse, one thousand percent. So please, why do you take think this is? Why, why do you think this is more directed at me? Why, why do you? What makes you think? <laughs> what do you, you are so silly. 
Um, I think that, okay, so the thing, it sounds like you're in a relationship with someone who's in a relationship with someone else. So it sounds like you you three aren't in like a thing together. It's not like you're in a relationship with someone and that person, in, does that sound about right to you, Jacob? Love. Okay, yes. work. Okay. So what's happening is you can't work their relationship for them. You have to let them figure out what's going to go on in their relationship for them. And it, you, you, you really, it's really. What's the difference? What do you mean? So you, so you, so you're saying the other person is because that because that third party is not poly. So that so you're so okay. So what makes it poly? Because pretty much you're if we're liking it to you, you're in a relationship with Jacob and your relationship with Ezra. But they're like so. How how does that different than what you have? I think what ladies, I don't think it is different. I think what the lady's saying is that she's not suited for polyamory. Like she's not like, like polyamory is not a um a sexuality. Polyamory is not a um. Mm-hmm. It's not like you come out as I mean, some people do come out as poly, but I, I don't treat it like a. It is. I'm a person who believes in polyamory, but that does not mean that every every relationship I have will always be polyamorous. Who knows? You know what I mean. Um, but that being mm-hmm. said, I, you can't. It, it, it can't be your place to help this woman get through what she's trying to get through in life. They, her and this man have to go through it alone. You know, I've had a partner who's had um, relationships since I've been with Ezra has had. Partners since I've been with him, and if they have issues or some sort of a whatever, they've broken up or going through a fight or whatever, I can be there for Ezra as a partner if he needs some support. But I'm not going to like try to fix their relationship for them or do that. I'm just going to just be able to be there to support my partner if he needs it. But but I I don't think it's your place to try to help this woman get through her polyamory. Can you become polyamory? I think people discover over time they may be okay with polyamory. I th- I think that everyone I personally think everyone has the capacity to be okay with polyamory. Just like I think everyone has the capacity to um to be monogamous. Everyone has the capacity. It's just about what you're willing to to do. What do you think, Mom? Um, did you have to? Were so Ezra was obviously polyamorous, but. Did Jacob become? I guess this is a question for Jacob. But did Jacob become polyamorous when he met you, or was Jacob already poly? Like, did like into her point? Like, did this? Did Jacob learn to become poly, or was Jacob already poly meeting you? Well, Jacob, I I think it's a a little bit of both. I I mean, I think I'd only had monogamous relationships before Caldwell, um, which wasn't necessarily by choice. It's not like I went and sought. Uh, sought them out it was more that just like when i was in those relationships i wasn't aware you know i just was only thinking that polyamory was an option um because that's just what i learned and i it literally just had not occurred to me um and then when caldwell and i met and we were like starting we were also like both hooking up with a lot of other people and getting around a lot oh my god jesus christ um, when we had the conversation that we would be boyfriends, I think we just sort of were like, okay, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing and hooking up with who we've been hooking up with. Cause that what, that's what feels good and natural. Jacob and will then, never admit, um, Jacob will never cop to it. He, whenever I mentioned, he's like, that's not really what happened, but Jacob did kind of for a short while date this other guy. It wasn't successful and they it, 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 it didn't flourish, but Jacob did have a short, a short courtship with with one other guy while we're dating work who that guy that that you were hanging out. i don't i don't remember his name 
You like met at a bar or something, or you would you met out at a bar one time or something? That one guy, Jacob. I think I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't remember his name. I, I don't con. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't consider that dating. I had a brief. I had a brief and passing fancy for a gentleman who did not um, return the feeling. Not a brief Work. and passing fancy. You are wild. Oh my god! Not Jacob is old. Is from the 1920s. Work. Well, he right. he was, well, he was yeah, very I mean, ridiculous my... to not return that to you because you're so beautiful, so loving, and you're a wonderful partner. And anyone would be lucky to have you, Jacob. My opinions to this person, I mean, again, I'm not in polyamorous, I'm not polyamorous, I'm not involved in a polyamorous relationship, but um, I think it is, it is, if you, this person will have to change their conditioning, their social conditioning to think about how this, this third piece, the gentleman, is, is it a gentleman that they're, both these people are dating? No, it's this woman dating a guy and then the guy's dating a girl. So it's two girls dating one guy. Right. So it'd be like if Jacob and Andrew yes, were the girls guys and yeah. I'd be the guy. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So, I guess it'll ha th th this guy clearly is into polyamory. So, if you want to still get in be in a relationship with this guy, um, the third woman, then she has to learn to believe in polyamory or else it will never work because they just don't see relationships the same way. So, I think she has to. Can she you learn to be polyamorous? I'm sure you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, you can learn anything. But is is it, does she want to learn polyamory? And that's the difference. As opposed to yeah. can she or does she want to? I agree. All right, next one. Oh, you guess I'm going to be? <laughs> no, well, bitch, you're delayed. So Jacob and I are talking, and you are answering 10 minutes later. Well, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi, and we all know this. Everyone knows I'm on hotel Wi-Fi. This is not a secret. <laughs> yeah, on, on, on hotel Wi-Fi, losing hotel ocean. <laughs> actually, this is, actually Hi, my name is Martina. I just want to say I love the both of you. But my question is, have you ever been to a place that is haunted? Did you know it was haunted before you went? Did you feel anything or it was just a normal day? Or have you ever been to a place that you just happened to feel like there was something there, but no one said it was haunted, but you knew that something was going on? I just wanted to know your intake. I look forward to your answers. Thanks. Okay. I have never, I, though I do believe in ghosts, I think ghosts are real. I think spirits and energy, I think that's a real thing. I... I have never felt a spiritual in it, like like a ghost. I've never felt anything paranormal like that. So I sound dumb believing in something that I have literally never felt and never experienced. But that doesn't change the fact that I think that it is something that does exist. But have I personally been to somewhere haunted and felt a thing touch my shoulder, like Thorge or whatever the fuck? No, I've never felt that. When you say you believe in ghosts, like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, you think when you die, what do you think happens next? Um, I think that I've never like asked you that. What happens when I've never asked you that? What happens when you die? I've never asked you this question. Yes, we have on our whole episode of, of our whole episode on the one about spirituality. You absolutely did. And then I said, I, I said, I don't know, because I well, I said, I said was one thing. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, and then you, then you said went on your whole Bob tangent about Monet. You think actually when you die, like Monet, you actually think that did the whole Bob thing? I was like, Bob, I don't know. So I, I dance is I don't know, but I feel like some people do have unfinished business and their energies and their spirit lingers in the world. 
But the way you said it makes me feel like you don't believe it. <laughs> you said it so, so like you're like in their essences. Like you turn into my Angelou at the at the at the uh, equation. <laughs> you know, I'm the opposite of Monet. I have experienced some paranormal things, and I don't believe in it at all. I believe it was just like a, a, a mind trick or my mind playing tricks on me at the time because I do not believe in it at all. And I I, I once stayed at what a. What was um, it? I've had a few things happen to me, girl. I mean, um, I told you that um, I predicted my grandma's death. Did I ever tell you that? In, in your dreams, right? Well, it felt, if yeah, it felt like a dream or was something. I don't know what it was, but like it just felt. I saw this angel, this like white blonde man who, by the way, he looked just like the angel from my movies that I watched. So I'm like, well, my mind created this. And he was like, don't go to Mississippi this summer. Your grandma's going to die. And then he just disappeared. And then I screamed. And then my mom came down. And then my grandma died. And then I, I also, when I was like 19, I was working as a traveling actor. I was in this place. And I had this, I had probably the most intense um, sleep paralysis that I've ever had in my life. Like it was, it was the scariest bout of sleep paralysis. I, and I had, a, I've had a lot of sleep paralysis in my life and I was laying in my bed and then like I opened my eyes and I could just see as plain as day, like the window across from me, like blew open. And this, like, it looked like, um, Blair Witch Project or the ring. Like woman was just like, in a, but she was in a wedding dress and she was like just floating toward me. And I couldn't do any, I couldn't do anything to stop this woman from coming at me. I would just scream. I was trying to scream, but I couldn't scream. And then finally I like went to sleep or woke up or something and she was gone. And I remember being like, I am mortified. Like I was terrified. Um, so I've had a few things like that happen to me in my life, but I just think that it's just, I have a very active imagination. Yeah, you do. And sometimes a little delusional. Uh, yeah, I mean, I had a whole delusion <laughs> that a fucking ghost came in my room and was, was trying to uh, cut, cut out my wigs. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go for the next one, Roberto? Yeah. That's all of our um, audio oh, now. Wow. All right, well, y'all, since, since Monet's in a rush, we better get through this because apparently Monet... Uh... I'm not in a rush. Oh, my God. <laughs> We got somewhere to be, y'all. It's gonna be a thirteen-minute episode. I've... Also, I want oh to go okay, stereo. So, so this first question, oh, I, I want to do a stereo, stereo at some point. Yeah, we should do stereo at some point. Anyway, dear Bob and Monet, I was in a car crash. Um, this months. first one. Wait, hold on. What? This first one, Jacob sent it to our group chat first. And I was like, he, but he sent a. I was in a car crash three months ago. I was like, oh god, <laughs> what is Jacob about to release in this group chat? Bitch, I was in a car crash three months ago. <laughs> Yeah, you were. <laughs> Dear oh, Bob yeah. Monet, I was in a car crash three months ago and I sustained a spinal injury which limited my mobility for a while. I have PTSD, so I tr so it truly took a toll on my physical and mental health. I'm healing now and your show is part of that. During this time I went I went through a devastating breakup. He was a dick. Poetry has been my way of processing past and recent trauma. I wrote a poem about his, this chapter in my life and baby um it wait. Maybe I lit his ass up in that poem. It may break him if I'm honest. He's somewhat he's somewhat part of my life again, and I want to send it to him. But it, it, is it weird? I feel guilty. Uh, I've accepted him. I accepted he isn't for me. But we were tw we are twin flames. I will perform slash share this piece when I feel when I'm fully healed. Um, but should I send it to him? Sincerely, Maya Anja. Who? <laughs> you want to go first, Mary? Um, yeah. Um, 
I, what does what does word twin flames mean? Like like they're like they're the same flame. Like they will always. I be... think it mean, means like yeah, like they'll always means. be in each other. I think it means like they'll always be in each other's lives. I think. Let me see. Twin flames. Twin flames definition. Um, twin flames is uh, two people who are split into different bodies but share the same soul. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, um, I don't think you owe it to this person to send it to him. Sure, you can send it to him, but, I mean, okay, here's the things. The only reason why you won't send it to him before you read it in public is because you want him to gag, right? If you don't care, if he's, if, he's, if you're just sending it to him, why do you care? Like, if, if, if your intention is not to make him gag and to, like, be a, and to surprise him, then you can send it to him because, like, who cares? Like, he reads it before one person gets to hear before tens twenties or thousands whatever it is so the only reason to not send it to him is because you're trying to get a little dig in and you're trying to gag him i it seems to me like the only reason you would send it to him would be to well there's two reasons you could send it to him i'm imagining either because you yeah you want to gag him and you and you kind of want to hurt him and you want to get some redemption for how you feel or you would like to soften the mm-hmm. blow for when you do finally perform this piece out in public. I think that if you are right. feeling that way, I would say whenever you do decide to sit, perform it, you can send it to him then if you want him to be mentally prepared for this verbal lashing, this tongue lashing uh, he's going to get. But if you're just sending it to him because you want him to know how you feel, um, it, of course you're allowed to do that, but it, it might be a little unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, but listen, if he was cunty to you and he made you feel really bad about yourself, bitch, gag that motherfucker. Invite him to the show and do that poem and just and sit on stage and and sit in that power of knowing that you got that motherfucker. Period. That sounds like bad advice, especially for someone who you who you're saying is still your friend. And and also, if you're, if you're twin flames, bitch, he probably wrote a, wrote a poem about you. He's probably telling his friends you was a dick. If you all share <laughs> share the same spirit in two different bodies, he's probably like my Andrew, who was a dick. She was fucking a nasty, nasty bitch to me. And I and I wrote a poem about to gag this bitch. So I think that you should you should offer him what you would like done to you. That's what I think. I mean, that's fair advice. But if you want to be a little messy and petty, I say just surprise him. But money, that's not even you. You're not even that kind of girl. And you giving this advice. The advice you wouldn't even take. No, that's not true. Depending on uh bitch, I've written songs about ex boyfriends. And then they message then they message me like, Wow. Yeah, but you're also one of the like the least confrontational people that I know. Like you, you, you're not the one to be like. I, I, I wrote the poem, invited song, invited him to the show, put him in the front row, was like, "Wouldn't you be me if I was there for you? Make me think that you're there for you, only you, 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 only you, Robert, you, nigga, you, Robert, Robert, only you, you, you." <laughs> like I don't think you're, the, I don't think you're about that life, Monet. Whatever his name was, <laughs> I, I I would I would girl I would <laughs> living in your you motherfucking so mama nasty. house. <laughs> Why are you a Mom. motherfucking hairdresser from San Diego? Oh okay. my god, it's too much. 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 <laughs> oh, but you about that life? I thought you about that life. I was trying to just promote you to be about that life. <laughs> You are so messy. You are so messy. Mm. I cannot. I cannot. 
Anyway, that was this is now. This is this. I'm in a whole new space, and you are. Oh my god, you are. I thought so you were that bitch. I thought you, you was that so... bitch. I thought you was that bitch. <laughs> I thought you was that. I thought you was about that life. Back then, back then when I back then when like when most emotions were still high, that was so long ago. That was like what three thought, two years three years ago at this was, point. I thought you was a messy bitch. You are so messy. Oh my god. I, <laughs> <laughs> you are so messy. <laughs> Let me read the next one. <laughs> Dear Bob and Monet, I've been hooking up with this guy around once or twice a month for about six months. The sex is always good, but I just don't like his personality. We have nothing in common. Very different interests and kinds of humor. He keeps on wanting to hang out, but I'm more interested in keeping it strictly sexual. How do I tell him I'm not really interested in being friends with him? Sincerely, hit and run. Let me talk about that Band-Aid life. You want to get this out as soon as possible. You do not want to, do not string someone along emotionally. It is so mean. It is so hurtful. It is so unnecessary. Do not play with this person's feelings. Do not play with their emotions. Mm -hmm. If you're not into them, you should say very upfront, hey, I'm looking for this to be just a friends with benefits thing. Like just the benefits part. Like I'm not looking to date you. I think you're very sexy. I love having sex with you. I love this component of our relationship, but I'm not looking for anything more than this. Maybe not even friendship. And I just want to be open and honest with you. You can find a nice way to say it, but you don't have to, um, don't, you know, you can say something. I'm, I'm, I, you can say right now for you, I am emotionally available for sex, but I'm not emotional, but I'm not available for like dating. And that's where I'm at with you. Yeah. I, I think that's sound advice. I think if you if you if that if you may be someone who who struggles being a little like a little bit that blunt, a little honest. What you can say is next time he asks you, he's like, "Hey, um, what are you doing tomorrow?" You can just be like, "Yeah, well, I'm going out on a date with X Y Z," so that he knows that you are pursuing relationships or going on dates with other people. And I think that after like once or twice, he'll get the hint. But keep on, you can keep on having sex with him. But if you don't want to like say to him because you feel like it'll hurt your feelings or you feel like being that honest will make him not want to have sex with you anymore and you love the, you love having sex with this person i say just be like when when he asks you just yeah i'm going on a date with fred or um, i'm going i'm going on a date with this guy that, that 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 i've been seeing or stuff like that so that he gets the hint that you're clearly dating people but not him i mean if you're actually going on a date if you're not that's just lying and, and everyone, I, I have a strong belief that in order to, for a lie to live, you have to prop it up with more lies. Like you, that is the only way that a lie can be sustained is with more <laughs> lies. You cannot sustain a lie with the truth. It doesn't work that way. Um, so I, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kind of like whenever, whenever someone's like, I'm kind of looking to date right now. Like, bitch, if it's me, say it's me. Don't say you're not looking to date. Say I don't want to date you. That helps me a lot. That that gets me because because you say you're not looking to true. date. That is true. And then I see your ass turn around, date somebody else. Oh, we fighting, fighting. Not not fighting. I'm being a little facetious, but I'm. I, I, but I will be hurt. My feeling. What I meant to say, my feelings will be hurt. So I think that you have to lean into the truth, and you have to at some point just say, "Hey, I am very sexually attracted to you, but I don't feel a a a um a." Uh, romantic connection outside of sex and I would like to maintain our sexual relationship with that if, if you consent to that if you are fine being like just fuck buddies with me that would be great because that's what that, that is what I want and I really and also let him know how much you value that like I and I really love this like this I give this a lot of value because it feels good to me it fulfills the need of my life and I'm so happy to have this in my life right now and if you're willing to or it literally fills me, me 
Am I right, ladies? Um, and if you're willing to continue on this with me, then I would like I would like to um I would like to see it. <laughs> yeah, that works too. But I mean, if you ain't afraid of a little white lie, I'll, I'll say to say I'm going on a date with someone tomorrow. Little white lies are I cannot disrecommend that that enough. Like white white lies are <laughs> tough. Like you have to keep lying. Because you say you're on a date with Freddie, then then he sees Freddie like, "How was your date?" And Freddie's like, "I ain't dating her. We are not dating. I have never gone on a date with this thing in my life. We have never done anything together." Damn! Now, now you call. Now Freddie's like, "Why you lying? Why you tell someone I was on a date with you?" You know? And yeah, you're right. You're right. Today I'm giving messy advice. I am. I'm giving sibling mastery today, girl. But it's like, if I had to your show, embarrass the fuck out of him. <laughs> lie! Just lie! Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Our next partner has truly made a positive impact on the most important person in my life. And no, I'm not talking about Jacob. I'm talking about my cat. My cat's old food used to stink, stank, stunk, y'all, okay? And I used to dread every time I had to feed Miss Colleen. That old cat food was warming. It was gray. It was looking crazy. And I could see Colleen literally vomiting telepathically at the thought of having to eat it. And cat food has been the same forever. So it's time cat food took the move to the 21st century. And that's why I've been trying Smalls. Are you feeding your cat kibble? Now is the time to update your cat food with Smalls. Smalls cat food is protein-packed recipes made with preservative-free ingredients you'd find in your fridge, and it's delivered right to your door. Smalls was started now, back- I was watching my poor niece eat literal hard uh, kernels of dry cereal while Monet and Andy were ever eating gourmet food. And that's actually when I stepped in and I said, we need to make sure that she's eating as well as you two are, okay? Smalls was started back in 2017 by a couple of guys home cooking cat food in small batches for their friends. And a few short years later, they served millions of meals to cats around the world, honey. And I feel better knowing that Colleen is eating well. And um, that she has an aunt like me who looks out for her to make sure she's not eating that old burnt up kibble. You can finally open up a packet of cat food and not get nauseated. You actually recognize the ingredients in the packet of Small's Food. 
Now give your cat the gift of great cat food this holiday season. Head to smalls.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to check out for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use the code rivalry for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code rivalry for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. Dear Bob Monet, since the lockdown started, I have been using my phone more and more to the point where I feel like I'm now addicted to it. How do I pull myself away from all that joyful content of yours and so many others? Sincerely, Player One. Ooh, girl. Um, I know for Apple, they make an app you can download on your phone where after a certain amount of hours that you that you use your phone, it will literally lock your phone with a code that you don't know so that you cannot lose, so that you cannot use your phone until that until like that the time that you set up but i think but also they have like clearances like you can like like let's say i could like send bob like what the code is like let's say i really needed to like i think you can use things like phone calls and, and, and etc but for apps it won't open any apps you can only like dial dial numbers or so stuff like that for a certain amount of time and some people that's like it seems hard but some people really need that to like break yourself of the habit of using your phone when you're just idly sitting i mean i guess part of me is like why does it matter? You, you just like if unless you have something else you need to be doing that time, like if you have something else that you actually need to be doing that time, then yeah. But if you if your phone is, I want those books like if your phone is bringing you joy, it's not hurting you. It's helping you connect to people. You can learn things from this. You you can um, socialize with other people. You can watch TV shows, and then you and your friends get together and talk about how much you all love Yellow Jacket or Euphoria or We're Here available on, on HBO Max. Um, you not on SoundCloud. That's that sounds like right, but like you should. I don't see. I don't. I don't understand the war on phones. Like some people just be out here like, get off your phones. I'm like, it's. But if it is hindering your life, if it is like messing up your relationship with people, if if you're not getting work done, then I would recommend using one of the auto locks. There there are um, functions that will turn your phone off. Um, there are boxes you can put your phone in. Um, you know, you can delete the apps. Um, you can do what you got to do. Otherwise, I think phones are great. It's a great way to connect to people around you. In my experience, people who are addicted to their phones are 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 doing it at a hindrance to themselves because it's slowing productivity. I think most people who want to kick the habit of always being on their phone is because they're not getting other things done because they're constantly checking Instagram or Facebook or TikTok mindlessly. That's why TikTok just had that had that had that dude come and be like, "Hey, you're just going for an hour. Should you get back him. to work?" I blocked That's him. That's to me. I blocked him immediately. <laughs> I was like, mind your fucking business. I'm like, you're, <laughs> you're right. I need, really need to get, get, like, get to work. Like, for real. I should get the fuck off TikTok. I've, that, I've been that girl, for sure. I was like, you need to, I was like, shouldn't you be minding your own goddamn business, sir? <laughs> Talking about some, whoa, 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 drink some water. Nigga, you drink some water. Telling me to drink water. <laughs> Shall I read the next one, Bob? Let's do it, Mary. Oh, no, did I? Oh, no, it's my turn. Yes, it is. Yeah. Dear Bob and Monet, I'm a drag queen and my apartment is overflowing with costumes, wigs, and heels. Girl, preach. How do I store it and organize everything in my tiny one bedroom apartment? When you were slumming it, <laughs> did you have any space that wasn't a drag explosion? Sincerely, drag hoarders. Bitch, no. Not a slum. Not a slum. Not a slum. Um <laughs> not when y'all were slumming it. When you when you were living like when you were living in pig shit, 
Um, you know, I <laughs> really sacrificed my entire home for drag. I turned my entire living room into a drag closet and moved it myself into my bedroom. And then I put my drag in my closet in the bedroom. And then I had like half a closet um, for, for Caldwell out of drag um, because of limited space and how much it meant to me. Um, so I may not be a great person to ask because I fully sacrificed my home and I had, and I had a two bedroom and I still sacrificed my home to fucking, you know, live in, in the midst of all my drag. Um, yeah, when I had a studio, I was pretty good about like making like, but kind of cause in my, cause in my, in my, I was in a studio apartment in the Bronx. Well, it was like a one bedroom studio cause the kitchen and the bathroom was separate, but the bedroom living room was all one thing. So in my dining room kitchen, I had like my wigs on the wall, but, um, and I was pretty able to keep them separate. When I had my two bedroom apartment in, in Harlem, I made, I just devoted one entire bedroom to drag stuff only. And I had a storage unit. So I was paying a storage unit so I just wouldn't have to have all my drag everywhere. And here in my house now, I have a three bedroom. I have two whole bedrooms de dedicated to drag. And now I also have another storage room because drag, people who are in drag things don't understand, it just multiplies and it multiplies. And, and, when, and when you see shoes, exhibit A, even though obviously I don't wear all these shoes, I buy them because you in drag, you never know. I'll need to get a costume made next week. And I'm happy I got those sparkly pink shoes because I can wear it. You know what I mean? So, and like and with costumes, you get like a fucking Freddy Krueger costume made one year. Or, or maybe that's because that's probably something you use a lot. But you get a, a pink waitress costume made and you wear it twice. And you're like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm going to throw this away. I never need it. And then cut to literally the next day. Someone is like, hey, we want to have pink waitresses at the party. You're like, fuck. So like that's why drag queens never throw shit away because you never know what the fuck you're gonna need when you when you'll need it, and so um, my advice to you is I would say get a storage unit. A storage unit is a good place to start, and you, obviously, depending on where you live, it may be easy, it may be cheaper to get one further away from where you live because if if you live like let's say in Hell's Kitchen or something, getting a storage unit in that area is super expensive. But if you get one in the Bronx, something else may be a little cheaper. So I would say get a storage unit and start there if you really not want to have <coughs> your two worlds converging that much. Yeah, my storage unit is in the valley, so I'm Bless like, I'm, girl, I am, and I live in Hollywood, so I'm like, my storage unit is nowhere near me, um, but it is a lot cheaper, and I'm able to, also, something I've been trying to get Monet to do, now, this has never successfully worked out with me, but you can also team up with another drag queen, or two, or three, or four, however many you need, and get a common space where you all can store your stuff together. I am trying to get Monet, I've been trying to get Monet to go in with me on, like, some sort of a mega um, studio space where we can, like, have imagined we each had and a I've literally room. said I said I would do it. You're acting like I'm like against it. I don't know what this what this story you're trying to okay, say. I never well, said this, I would this not want to do that. This is not an attack on you. Wow, money. This is not an, uh, an attack. You started it's... it as an attack. You literally like you literally like. Mm. Well, I've, I've been trying to get Monet to do this, and she literally would not budge. She doesn't want to do it. Literally, how I you did, started it. I that's that's. Do you know what literally means? You know how that word works. Anyway, <laughs> almost um, literally, bitch. Anyway, like I was saying, I try, I try to get Monet to go in with me on this on this space, but she literally said no. Um, and that way, you can like you know split the cost, and maybe if your drag is paying for itself, um, then this would be a good way to let it uh, give you back some of your life. You know what I mean? But also, but also, also watch the queens you share space with. 
I would share a space with Bob. I wouldn't. There's not many people I would share a space with because I know Bob. Bob wouldn't like take my things without my permission, etc. But if you share a space with some bitches, you know some bitches be like, "Oh, she won't mind." And then you go to the gig at Scooby Bubbly Bar, and she got your your fucking cat suit on. You're like, "What the fuck?" So oh, with not that, just be that. careful who you share not space just, with. Not just not just if it's uh, still your stuff, bitch. Does this drag queen smell? Are do you are you gonna walk right. through the room and it's gonna smell, smell like nasty, dirty ass tights? Um, is she, it, does she make the money to be able to afford to pay her part of the of the rent for y'all? Like, yeah. is she, like is, is she messy? Is her stuff gonna start? Bob about to send you to small claims court. Is her stuff gonna start spilling into your space? That kind of stuff. Like, it's, there's a lot of things you need to look out with. So, uh, like Monet said, the only person I've ever considered doing this with is Macaroni Exchange. You know. <laughs> What is the one thing you regret not doing in your early 20s? I'm struggling big time trying to figure out this uh, um, adulting BS. I'm tired. Adore you both. Sincerely, baby gay. I'm going to say right now, listen to me and listen to me carefully. If you are under 25, start a Roth IRA. I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. If you're under 25, start a Roth IRA. I think the anti-capitalist movement has a lot of great gestures in it, but it's not realistic. And this this like anti-capitalist thing that we're all pushing for is actually keeping a lot of people broke, in my opinion. It is pushing yeah. for something that, that will yeah. not happen. We are part of a capitalist society. Bitch, get on board. I mean, that's that's just what that's genuinely yeah. how I feel. Bitch, learn about finances and fucking get on board. Cause that is that is the system that you live in. For realsies, for realsies. Um yeah. and yeah. I think that becoming financially literate is very smart. I feel so that far was what, That was what I was going to say. Yeah. I feel so far behind. Start your Roth IRA. Go down to Goldman Sachs. Go down to Chase. Go down to somewhere and say, how do I do this? And there is someone there itching at the opportunity to help you with it. Yeah, I agree. Financial literacy is key. Like, like, like because I think the older I've gotten, obviously, I'm just more, I'm just, I'm just more versed to trying to read up about it and and i just i just don't have the gumption to want to do it but when i was younger i i was i was into that but i but i was um too busy uh well maybe you're too busy too <laughs> but the, the fact that you're younger try your best to become financially literate please 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 because the more you know younger the better you can protect yourself later so um yeah I, I say financial literacy is fucking key bitch learn 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 about your finances because like bob said yes we live in a capitalist society and we're trying to change that and no i don't want the man but bitch the the, the fact is you need to um, you you need to fucking work the man so you can get your shit together. Like you just cannot. We just don't live in a world where you where 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 you don't need money. That's just not where we're at. And we'll uh, maybe we'll be one day, but for this lifetime, bitch, it's not gonna happen. So become yeah. financially literate because that's the only way to be free. I don't, I don't think it's the only way to be free. I don't, I don't think that money will actually free completely free you. But I guess that's a whole another conversation. Oh, um, money. I mean, I mean, this is definitely a rivalry conversation, but money is definitely the only the way to be free. Freedom. Tell me more about not that. the how, only way. You're right. So? Okay, yeah. Okay, Bob. Not the only way. Yes, yeah, sure. Not it's not the only way, but money is a big way to be free and to be liberated and to do things that you want to do. Like that is money is a root of that. Because bitch, no matter unless you live in the woods like Pearl, you have to pay bills, you have to pay rent, you have to, you need money to survive. 
I don't, I don't believe what you're saying. I think that actually, I think that the more that you become involved in money, the more you become enslaved to it. Like the more money you make, the more money you start spending, the more you start building a life around you, the more you need it. It's not about making a lot of money. I'm not saying making a lot of money. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the, I'm not saying a lot of money. The more money you make, the more money you need. So like, as you start to like, if like, for example, if you open a Roth IRA, you have to put an amount into it every single year. Every year, you absolutely have to put mm-hmm. something into it. So now you are beholden to try to figure that out, to how to make the money to put into the Roth IRA. And then you have little stuff like if you buy a house, you have a mortgage, you are now beholden. So everyone's like, oh, the key is own land, and now you're free. No, you're not, because you owe money to the bank every month to keep your house and to keep your car and to put your Roth IRA. And now you have children. So I, I actually don't think that making money is but just the key becoming- to freedom. But becoming financially literate, you arm yourself with that knowledge so you know, hey, I don't want to be tied down to a 30-year fixed mortgage. I don't want to have a, a home a home for 30 years. I want my nice $800 studio apartment in Ohio. I know how much money, like I'm saying, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, that to, you're saying get a Roth IRA. Yes, that stuff is important, sure. But if you know that you don't want that, you don't want to have be enslaved to have to make $5,000 a year or, or whatever, you know that I'm content with doing this, 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 X, Y, Z, and making this this X amount of money and what I have to pay in taxes to sustain that. I think that that, to me, that is becoming financially literate so that you can sustain and have the life that you want to have and not feel like you are, 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 are a slave to the machine. And, I don't, and, and, and you not, figure out I'm whatever not, that is to make that money. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't do, open a Roth area on a home. I'm just saying I don't think that's the path to freedom. I think freedom is, is feeling free, feeling like you have nothing to burden you, nothing to bring you down. To quote Chris Christopherson, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Like, that's when you're free. I think if you really want to be free, bitch, go live off the land. That's freedom. That's real In an freedom. esoteric way, sure. I don't sure. think it's esoteric. Freedom is, but, 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 but it's not, but it's not, it's, sure you can. If you want to be a flippy dippy lippy living off the land and, 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 and cultivating the corn and what, and, 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 and like do your, live in, live in a, live in a fucking commune in, in Williamsburg, which is not possible because Williamsburg ain't, 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 ain't a, ain't a commune friendly. I, what you what what you over there clickety clacking? You over there looking at something? Look look at your face all scrounged up, looking rude and nasty. I'm not. I'm just looking up stuff so I can contribute to this conversation. Is all I'm talking, looking up how possible it is to like free yourself from. I I I don't think it is impossible to to free yourself. I think it's actually probably easier to free yourself from uh, financial uh, obligations than it is to keep yourself in them. I just know that I, I know which one I. But you're living to. a certain lifestyle. Yeah, that's the same yeah. as making money. They're both, a, they're both a certain lifestyle. And I, I can almost guarantee you that it's hard have... to maintain. It's hard. It's probably hard to maintain a lifestyle where you have to keep up with a house and a car and a bibbidi bop than it is to just get a, a fill up a backpack and pay your minimal taxes and, and, and walk around. Right, if you want that. But nine times out of ten, you're not going to meet a person who wants that. I think I think you meet more people who want to have the things that they want to have but not feel that they are slave to the machine to keep it. So being financially free, you figure out, oh, if I want this iPhone and this thing, um, maybe the best thing for me is not to buy one where I have to pay the monthly thing to Apple because then I'll, so then you work and you save the money, et cetera, so you can buy things outright or whatever makes sense to you as a person. That's my point. My point is becoming financially free to me is figuring out how to how to sustain and lead the life that you want and that in a way that you don't feel enslaved to the machine. To me, that that is what freedom is to me. Yeah, I guess we have to agree to disagree on this one because 
I, I don't think of, um, like, for example, I make more money now than I did before, but I don't feel more financially free now. I feel actually way more financially obligated now than I ever have in my life. Having multiple employees, having a I car, disagree. having a home. I feel more financially obligated now than I did when I was 22. I had I had no financial obligations. Not besides eating and my cell phone bill and some and uh, and like a third of rent because I live with other people, bitch. My life, I was so free back then. The only time I felt the only other time in my life that I felt as free as Janelle was when I was a child living at home not and didn't have any bills and didn't work. That's when I bitch. I truly had no care in the world. But I could go the fuck I want, ask my mom for money, and do my business. But now I, you know, I I am making more money than I was in my twenties, and I feel and now that I am making an income to sustain what I want and what I have, sure there are obligations I have to do like this fucking podcast. Um, but outside of that, you know, I feel like I'm doing I, all the things I'm doing. I like doing. Are there certain things that come? And I'm like, ugh, I have to do this thing. Sure, but for the most part, the majority of things in my life, like sipping rivalry, like doing the pit stop, sort of things like that, um, I I enjoy doing them. So I don't feel like I'm a slave to anything because I'm choosing to do things that I want to do. That I don't know why you do pissed off. We all know they don't know why you pissed off for the money. Let me, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to blow by it comes. Exactly. Right now. Exactly. Don't that bitch. Don't know I was, why you I, pissed I was, off for the money, girl. <laughs> I wasn't saying for the money. Exactly. I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing because I enjoy doing it. But and and it it I I I, I don't feel it enslaved me. So I'm like, oh, I have to fucking go to the pit stop. I am in a place in my life where I can do things like that and still be able to sustain the lifestyle that I have. And to me, you that like feels you, liberating. You act like you didn't get to have fun. You act like you didn't get you didn't get to do nothing in your twenties that you was loving doing. You act like everything you did in your twenties was 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 a, a slog to pay the man. But it, I mean, good going to the Yale club. 40 hours a week, end up sometimes working 60 hours in overtime, like 20, yes, I hated that I fucking hate, I did not like that you know how it is, being a drag queen, you and I we work 6 days a week, there are some bar nights you're like, oh, girl, let me go do this fucking gig you don't want to leave it, I, I know what that felt like, I, bitch, I, I do gigs that. bitch, I do gigs today I don't want to do, <laughs> bitch, that has not changed I do gigs to this day, I'd be like but, I did not, and, but, I, and, and I've seen but you, you do them. it too and I've seen you. I did say do that, but too. but but we still have the luxury of picking and choosing. Some girls they have to do every gig that comes in to sustain. You and I, we both know we have the luxury of saying no to things. And we're like, bitch, I'm not doing that gig. Fuck out of here. Some people don't have that luxury. So I, so again, to me, that's part of the freedom I feel because I get to pick and choose things that I want to do. And yeah, sometimes I pick it and I'm still like, ugh. But you know, I still have I still have the. The, I, I can make that choice. The last thing I'll say is this to Monet. Bitch, you have never been broke. You have never in your life once been broke. You don't Ever. know that. That when is not true. Yes, when I have, Bob. When were you broke? When, right, when, right when I moved to my first apartment in the Bronx by myself, I absolutely was broke. I had to pay, in New York City, I had to pay three months in advance, plus security, plus last month rent for the first, what, three or four months of my, and that's when I was listening to you. Just doing drag only, so I didn't have the Yale Club to fall back on. I was like, "Bitch, if I lose one gig, I am literally eating uh, uh, ramen noodles all week." And also in college, in college, <laughs> my parents did not pay for my college. But what money? You were actual Weber broke, bitch. You had a house, a, a forty-minute train stop away. If your whole Bronx, if your whole Bronx building would have burned down with everything in it before the sun <laughs> went down, you would have been in Brooklyn sleeping. Bitch, you weren't broke. 
You were not struggling. That you is, had a Bob, just go. because, just because, Bob, just because people in my life have money to, if if I if I fell down on hard times, you I could run and say that. That is not, bitch. My pockets, my my pockets were broke. That does not mean that is not my house. That's my that is my mother's house. If bitch, if I don't have money, I'm still broke. I still have to run home and be like, can I have some money for food? That doesn't mean just because just because people who love and support you have money doesn't mean that you are not broke if you don't have money in your pocket. Like what? That is a, that is the say, craziest thing you've ever I, said. It's not crazy, and I can tell. I can say this, this is true. That is truly spoken like someone who has never not had an option. That is spoken like someone who has always had an option to not be broke. That is some shit you say when you're when you, when you're like, I. But I, I was not. In- you're conflating two ideas. You conflate no, two you, things. That, that's that not is the same truly, thing. Just that because- is truly sp- spoken like someone who's like who's always had a net to fall into. Just and because all the folks listening, you are, who, you are who've never insane. had it, and all no, the folks who never had a net, they're are not. like all, all the folks who never had, who were like there was no option, there was nothing else you could have done. I'm telling you, Monet, because I've been in both situations. It is just it because is you don't things. have a net to fall on, just because you don't have a net to fall back, just because you're someone. Those those are two different how experiences. You know? Just because you how are you, someone. How who would you know? You never had what that. What do you mean? How how would you know? You, you never. Bitch, how that. would you know? How the fuck would you know? Money. Okay, first of all, everyone in my life hasn't always been poor. I've had nets in my life, and I've not had nets. You've never not, not had a net. So how would you know what it's like on the other side? That how is not you know? true. Bob, you have no idea. You have no idea. You are literally assuming. Okay, so when was the time in your life where you had nothing? Just because... Was- when was the time in your life where you where, where you where you would have... But this is all based on what you... Just, okay, this is not based nothing, on like, something I'm making okay. up in my head. Yeah, just because just be, okay, just because my family has a house in Brooklyn doesn't mean I can be like, hey, like if 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 my whole world fell fell apart, sure, I could I I, I could go back home and, and moving back home, but that has nothing to do with my personal experience with money and my finances and me not having money to buy food or to or to get groceries or to put gas in my car. That does not mean that I'm not broke. I am broke. Girl, what's this next question? Let me let me go to this. This, this you next are question. insane. You are insane. Let me go. Let me go to this next question. You are wild. What is? Uh, how do you tell someone their sex is trash? Like Carrie and the rabbit sex. Girl. What does that mean? Oh, that Sex and City. Oh, Monet gets it. But but like you fake orgasms <laughs> bad. Sincerely faking it. Ooh, girl. I mean, that is hard. I mean, also, but if the sex is bad, um, you just don't go back. Like, if you if this person has bad sex, I mean, not unless you want to pursue a relationship with this person. If you're trying to pursue a relationship with someone who has bad sex, that does not seem like you will have longevity in this relationship. It doesn't seem like you'll be happy in this relationship. So, to me, it's pretty clear that your only option is to be like, hey, I'm not interested in having sex anymore. This is fun. Um, Let's be friends. I think that that's where that goes. I, you're not obligated. You're not. A, you're. You're not um, betrothed. You're not enslaved to this person to keep on having sex with them. Well, I. I actually think that you can. I don't think that it is um, a bad idea to pursue a relationship with someone that you don't have a good sex with. If your connection and your bond is that strong, if you really value their friendship, but you have not given us any indication that you. Um, that you feel that way. Also, you don't have to tell someone their sex is trash. You don't have to say it. You can just stop having sex. You don't have yeah. to insult them on the way out the door. You don't have to. You don't have to like drop a bomb on their world. And be like, we're done. And by the way, your sex is horrible. You can just be about your business and 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 part ways peacefully. In my opinion, you don't have to like yeah. shut them down. And yeah, hurt yeah. Them I, and shit. I don't think. 
I don't think you have to give them uh, um, an exit letter when you leave. I don't say that, but I'm like, you do not have to keep on having sex with this person. You can just be like, hey, this is fun. Um, I'm not interested in having sex anymore. And move on, girl, and find the next one. Yeah, I mean, it's probably good to yeah establish that. I mean, I also found that a lot of times in life, depending on how what your um, situation is with someone, you can stop having sex with someone without announcing it. You don't have to announce it. You can just stop having sex with someone. Like it, it, there have been several times in my life where I've stopped hooking up with someone, but we didn't like go through a formal. Hey, I mean, there are also times in my life when me and someone did sit down and say, "Hey, we're not doing this anymore." But sometimes it's just like you just kind of evolve into not hooking up, and then they'll get they'll get the idea, or you can just say it loud. But if you do want to be their friend, or you if you do want to pursue a relationship with them, you can be in a relationship with someone that you don't have great sex with if if the bond is strong enough, and if you feel like their their love or their attention is something that you really like in your life. I guess if you guys are monogamous, that seems like a really hard thing to do. I know for me. If I was monogamous with someone and the sex was really bad, I don't see how that could work. But that's me because sex, I think, is a big part of a relationship. But everyone doesn't feel that way. Some people, sex is a really small part, a really small component. And they don't really care about it. But you're writing a letter to Sibling Rivalry. So I assume that you care a lot about sex and you want to know how you can make it better or you or what to do. So I would say, sure, if sex is not important to you and it it's whatever, then have a relationship with this person. But if sex is an important part for you and the sex is bad and you guys are going to be monogamous in a relationship, to me, that seems like a bad uh, mix. And I would not pursue that. Well, I mean, I'm, I, I didn't assume they were, that these folks were that these folks were monogamous. It doesn't even sound like you're even dating this. It doesn't even sound like you're dating this person. She didn't say like this person didn't say my, my partner. They just said the sex is Bitch, bad. You added a dating to it. No, you 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 did. You said monogamy. No, you said you, it was based on you. You were like, I don't. You, the first thing you said was, I don't know how you can you, unless you're pursuing a relationship with this person. I was like, I think you can pursue a relationship. So you said it, and I said, I think you actually can pursue a relationship. And I think well, you double down, um, nigga. You were you 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 joined it. You jumped on the train about about dating. <laughs> okay, um, but I think that um, I also think that Monet. I think you might be shocked at how many sexless relationships are in the world. I think it might blow your mind how many people are just fully not having sex in their relationships, like at all. Oh, I know. Like, I said for me. Oh, I know. I know. I know a lot of them. I know a lot of them. I know. I know about three friends in relationships. They don't have sex, and well, they're cool that. They either I masturbate. I think it's also different. It's, that's different for you because you are in your very early. Your third, not your early. You are thirty. You're you're not even in your thirties yet. You're at the end of your twenties, technically. Um, and you, um, I'm in my early thirties. I'm about to be thirty-two. Are you thirty-one already? No, Bitch, you're not. Yes. But you're thirty. You're thirty. What I told you, the year corresponds with with the 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 end of the number on my thing. I am going to be thirty-two in less than a month. Wait, 32? Really? Yes. You about to be 36. Um, I am about to be 36. So you're, you're in your early 30s, and you're also in the, in the early stages of your relationship. So you're like, I couldn't even dream of not having sex. Ch double back when you're 50 and y'all been together for 40 years, or I can't do math, 20 years. You Listen, might be like, bitch, we'd be fucking twice a year. Well, I'm not there. Year. Yeah, exactly. I'm not there. So I can only speak from my current experiences and my current experiences as a young 30, 31 year old. 
I cannot imagine not having sex with a partner. That's just for me. I'm sure when I get early, bitch, oh, when you get older, there's so many part, there's so many things. You lose your libido and your body changes, different things. Like, of course, there are different things that are come into the mix that will, maybe mm -hmm. I won't, I, I not maybe, I probably will not want to have sex as much and et cetera. But for now, as a 31 year old, I don't see that for me. Well, we're not talking about you. We're talking about we're, we're talking well, about bitch, you. Faking. So you are you're assuming you're uh, also also she's in her early twenties. So the pop the 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 probability that this person's gonna want to have a lot well, of sex how do you, how is do very you know true. In the early twenties, how do you know how this person? Oh is? no, oh, I'm reading the the, the previous question. <laughs> better, Sorry, that was early. You better just give an age, um, a gender, and a, and a name and a hometown of person. We have no we have no clue. I did not give a gender. I've been saying person. Was, I've been saying I person. I did not give a gender. I, wow. I also said home. I also said are, name. Are you? Are you? Ooh, somebody is in a word. <laughs> You're a boss of person. Mm -hmm. Well, I was going to say this is a 42 year old woman. This is a forty-two-year-old woman, and Monet, she's in her, she, she's she's in, she she goes to, Monet like she goes to Euphoria High School. She's seventeen. Euphoria, Euphoria, I knew you were going there. Euphoria, Euphoria. You didn't even watch the show. Bitch, you didn't watch the show. Never. Stop making references to shows you don't watch because it's embarrassing. I never watched it once. I've watched it once. I actually did watch one. Yeah, so stop talking about the show. Monet, you are wild today. Ever since you put that wig on that, <laughs> under that hat. Wild. Ever since you put that wig under that hat, you've been <laughs> wild, girl. Wild. Uh, Jacob's telling you to shut your mouth and wrap up. Don't be rolling your little white ass fingers at me. Also, <laughs> when we were in Aspen, Monet pointed at Jacob and yelled, Jacob is a Jew. And she pointed at him and yelled it into the room full of everyone. We were gagged. We were gagged. It was not everyone. It was literally, you, you don't even remember. It was, we did the podcast about when we just wake up, and it was literally just you, Jacob, and I in the room. So, no, because Andy, Andy because Andy was like, I feel like that is inappropriate to say. I remember at one point Andy was because we were actually <laughs> you're lying because we were actually playing that game and and we were playing the game and then Andy was like that feels oh the, the Hitler thing it. the Hitler thing <laughs> or the Hitler thing oh yeah. my god we also rehashed it Jesus Jesus <laughs> <laughs> not yelling the oh Hitler god. thing my boyfriend is Jewish. Monet is just yelling the oh Hitler God. thing. This is crazy. I can't believe this is happening. You are the... I like... Every you time we do this podcast, you top yourself on more and more ways that you can be the most insane, craziest, ridiculous person I know. Like, you constantly top yourself and set the bar. I am honestly impressed. Thoroughly You're impressed. the one yelling Jacob is Jew while yelling the Hitler thing. That's you. <laughs> That's what you're doing. <laughs> you are wild. Oh God. Thank All God right, we gotta over. wrap it up. Bob, you have a good rest we, of your night. We yeah, got yeah, to you have a good rest of your night. Uh, I have you to know, go. I don't care. Go I don't, I don't, a real, I don't, I don't a real podcast co-host. Bitch, you can have that podcast. We can shut this one down. We can start. We can start <laughs> from scratch, Mister. <laughs> Let's go. Goodbye, bitch. Bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey guys, it's Cheyenne Davis. You may know me from MTV's Teen Mom OG or Think Loud Crew podcast. I'm here with my dad, Papa Floyd, to tell you about our new podcast, Unfiltered Kitchen. The kitchen is the hub of the household for many of us. The one-stop shop for conversations both big and small. Cheyenne and I have been having open conversations about all aspects of life in our kitchen since well before she was able to see over the counter. And now we're inviting you into our own kitchen as a part of the family. Unfiltered Kitchen is a two-way street. I share my advice on cocktails, cooking, parenting, and the lessons I've learned. And I inform my dad what it's like to raise kids today, how generational barriers affect us, and the joys of being a daughter. Well, your daughter. Get ready for a whole lot of unfiltered advice. You can take it or leave it, but you're never going to leave this table feeling hungry for more. Listen to Unfiltered Kitchen wherever you get your podcasts. 